In this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, me and Mark delve into The Republic by Plato, specifically Book 7, in where Socrates explains his allegory of the cave, and really goes into details about how he sees the philosopher, and how to become one, and the need for leaving behind the shadowy visions that we all have, and what we perceive in life, to what's really there, outside of the cave. Enjoy. All right, Brandon. Greetings, Mark. We're, yep, we're live. <laughs> we are live. We're not going to say anything about anything. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so here we are again. Today we're going to be doing uh, a little guy named, we're going to be playing with Plato. Oh, Plato. So, and we're going to be doing his most famous work or thing is a, allegory of the cave from the republic yep. yeah so first and, thing first thing that most people hear about i i, I would guess yeah well i remember uh i had had i had a copy of this and i took it on a plane to read and stuff and it was like so boring and so like uh you know and was, was it the republic you yeah the republic okay. yeah and and you know because it's it's the dialectic or the socratic thing yeah and I was like, what the heck is this? And then I got to this part and I was like, oh, this is cool. Because it actually gives you a little thing to picture and imagine. And this kind of, instead of him, because basically the Republic is just, just talking back and forth. Yeah. And it, what they're trying to do is kind of come to an idea of what the perfect society, how yeah. it would have to be run. Yeah. And then they take a break. Or it seem in they appears to take a break with discussing this whole like analogy, and he's talking to this gla. How do you pronounce it, Glacon? Yeah, Glacon. And he he's just telling this guy about this, and so it's actually I see what you're saying by it's kind of it was a refreshing place to be. Yeah, because well, they're talking about like like gymnastics and yep. how to in music and how to oh this is going to train our people to to be able to have balance and blah blah and you know yeah it's like you're reading a it's almost like you're reading a book uh, and but what what it is it's it's actually the uh you're reading the dialogue between two ladies at a public school board meeting talking about like the best way to enhance like yeah the, the their programs in the school yeah, you know, and it's and sometimes you're kind of like, I don't really care about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like, okay, this is interesting to you, you know. But <laughs> so this, whenever it gets into the the allegory of the cave, where it's talking about the human mind and how we, you know, are trapped yeah. in some ways, and but how we can come to to be able to gain knowledge and stuff. That's when it's like, Oh, well, this is something different. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's more of a, it's, there's more of a teaching than a theoretical. How should we do this? And how can yeah. we can? Yeah. And then, so anyway, the, the, but like I said, the Republic's just them kind of coming, trying to come to figure out the, how, who would have to rule and to make a society perfect. And there's a lot of weird, uh, what's that called? 
um, ideas were like eugenics type stuff. And then everybody has their place and, Mm -hmm. but there's equality too, because the women are going to have to do the same things as the men, you know? So there's a lot of ideas and it's almost like a, if you, if you were to try to run society like this, it'd be like a nightmare, like a dystopian nightmare. Yeah. And actually that's where like a lot of these utopia books like utopia yeah exactly you like know, utopia and, actually yeah. come you know kind of come from the idea of making this perfect society but usually the individual i mean and especially in this one like the end indiv- it's not about the individual it's about the society as a whole and what's going to be good for the 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 society as a whole and so every individual stuck doing whatever yeah whatever they you have to do whatever they want you to do. So. Yeah, it's like the way that I think about it. Also, is if you were going to, if you were, if you Mark were, had like a passionate idea that you wanted to work on, and if, instead of just like taking notes, if you just started writing, or if you just started talking to someone, and 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 asking them questions, and then having them like understand you, and if you had someone like dictating or writing the whole thing out, and then at the end of it, you would just like seal it, and this is this is a book. Whether the ideas that you came up with were actually good ideas or not, but you, it's still in the book. That's yeah, how, that's why I think about this. It's like I don't think all these things. Well, they didn't. All, I don't think. I'm not sure if this was all Plato. Like, this is the only way or the best way. I just he just piece it together. Well, but he he intentionally wrote the book like Plato. Okay, so Socrates is already dead, and yeah, Socrates never didn't write anything down as far as we correct. You know, it's kind of like Jesus. Yeah. You know, I mean, where yeah. it was his followers that later wrote down the books. And and then, then you have Paul, who not only he he went outside of of what the words and life of Jesus. And he started saying, oh, well, this is what he meant. And yeah. using and actually he uses Greek and Roman philosophy to, to make his point. And he's yeah, a, Hellenistic. Uh, yeah, Hellenistic ideas. thinking and stuff. So you'll see. But. So, so Plato is what was a follower of Socrates, but he actually wrote down, wrote all the books, you know, all the, all the stuff that we know of Socrates comes from Plato's writings. Correct. And so he sat down and wrote the book down. So he has it go logically, as logically as he can. He intentionally, he can make, he can direct the conversation. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's done in that, in that traditional format of, there's someone else there t- you're t- that you're talking to. Yeah, and then and then you'll see him give some pushback too. Mm-hmm. This is like the device he uses, gives some pushback, and then all of a sudden, oh, of course, Socrates will be able to, uh, you know, address his concern and move on to the. That's right. It, uh, it, it, as kind of like we saw done in the Corpus Hermeticum when Tat or Asclepius didn't understand something, it was an opportunity for, for um hermes to elaborate further yeah so i mean what yeah so anyway it's interesting like like i said if it's just uh an interesting idea and i guess uh apparently part of it was that uh socrates was not a huge fan of democracy you know Mm-hmm. They thought it was corrupt, which probably was, and you know people would 
do different things to get their people to vote their way and yeah exactly. i mean i i've heard i fortunately we don't see that nowadays yeah i know not that we have any idea how that goes but but so he you know this is kind of like a rebuke or not a rebuke but just kind of saying hey you know what none of these systems are perfect but let's just imagine you know let's talk about what the perfect could, could work and it almost seems somewhat like a almost spartan you have these warrior king mm-hmm. people yeah that's right so and that was one of the reasons that they socrates ended up being killed is because he <clears throat> anyway he might have been somewhat sympathetic to the spartans and different things interesting okay yeah and so okay let's let's get into it but let's first i got some drinks i got uh one of your favorites cock and bull you want one uh yeah i'm not even i'm not i'm not gonna even ask what else you have oh well (laughs) like that's all it is it's funny these are two of the of the four creatures we were talking about that's right this is not this is not a coincidence yeah and all the hermetic stuff there's always or and in biblical symbolism <clears throat> there's always this represents of a human right wait what is it a man yeah a bull oh, yeah. an eagle and what's the other one a um man a bull an eagle yeah, how come we're not remembering this one? Dang it. Now let's go to Ezekiel again. A lion. It's like, yeah, how did that... Yeah. So, a man, a lion, an ox, and an eagle. The oxen bull. Or wait, no, the ox... The uh, cock and bull sounds way better. Yeah, it does. The oxen eagle. That'll be our off-brand... Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. I think that I'm wondering if all those I know like two of those two of those animals, the the bull and the lion are part of the Gilgamesh story, right? Yeah. Stories. So, I'm wondering if there's a I'm wondering if there's a a cock or a rooster, right? Or a or a bird of some kind. Oh well. I don't think so. Um, so before, anyways, so as thank you. This is great, by the way. This, this cock and bull. Um, this is we're just gonna because we're doing cave in the light today, and we're focusing on that. We're just starting with the book seven in Republic. Oh yeah. If 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 we had not mentioned that already, I don't think we we've mentioned Republic, but not book seven. Yeah, it's in book seven of the Republic. So yeah, if you want to find it, just go to. You can skip over all the. Whatever, and just start right in book seven. Socrates, they just go right into it. So he, he starts by decides to paint a picture. Should I start like with the with the uh, with the um, picturing it now? Yeah. Okay. So he says, and now I said, let me show in a figure how far our nature is enlightened or unenlightened. Behold. Human beings living in an underground den, which has a mouth open towards the light and and reaching all along the den. Here they have been from their childhood, and have their legs and necks chained so that they they cannot move, 
and can only see before them, being prevented by the chains from turning round their heads. Above and behind them is a fire blazing at a distance, and behold, the fi- between the fire, behold, <laughs> and between the fire and the prisoners there is a raised way, and you will see, if you look, a low wall built along the way, like the screen which marionette players have in front of them, over which they show their puppets. Okay. So he's, so a, got he's that laying out the whole image, the image here. Yeah, so there's these guys that are facing a wall, and they're all chained up, right? Yeah, they can't move their heads. Their so heads are stuck looking forward at the wall, okay? They can't even look at each other. Yeah, they. it's just like yeah. all they can see is what's in front of them, and they're facing a wall. Behind them, there's a fire blazing, right? He says. Now there's the mouth of the cave that's behind them. Yeah. And there's a little bit of light coming through there. He says. But then um, there's a fire blazing behind them. Yep. And then but between them, these guys facing the wall, and the fire behind them, there's a wall where kind of a raised wall. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, there you yeah. go. Kind of like a marionette wall because yeah. they're going to use puppets. Exactly. Or there's going to be from that fire, things that happen where that raised wall is, is going to be projected onto the, to where they're sitting and they can look. So they're kind of watching a show a, a shadow puppet show of what happens behind them. Yeah. Took me it took me a long time. It's hard to piece that image together, just through words. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. For me, it was. I remember envisioning it several different ways in the past. Well, that's why we were kind of are going over it. So, so there's but the, remember their heads cannot move. All they can see is what's being projected. They and, can see even shadows that maybe of themselves. Yeah, and they can. They can, I probably actually it probably mentions that. Oh, it, it will. Okay. Okay. So then Glaucon's like, "Yep, yeah." He just, I see. <laughs> okay, and then Socrates goes on, and do you see men passing along the wall carrying all sorts of ves- vessels and statues and figures of animal made of wood and stone and various materials which appear over the wall? Some of them are talking, others are silent. So they're okay. So these guys are just. On that wall, there's people walking by, and there's so the fire is causing the shadows of these people to be projected onto the, yep, onto the the screen, I guess you would say, or the wall that the yeah. guys are looking at, mm-hmm. and so all they're seeing is shadows, but they're statues of figures and small animals made of wood and stone, and different things. Sure, which you know, I don't know how that material, like what 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 a different material would is would be apparent through a shadow. But basically, so they first see people walking around. Some are talking, some are silent, and then they occasionally start. And then they start to see the same people carrying things as well. Yeah. So they know the other thing that like there's like these vessels they carry or these objects. And, I think it's yeah. to make it. 
so they were carrying things that were actually something that I don't could be projected. Yeah. Onto the thing. And then Glaucon's like, you've shown me a strange image. And they are strange prisoners. Yeah, indeed they are. (laughs) And then Socrates. So like, like ourselves, they see only their own shadows or the shadows of one another, which the fire throws on the opposite wall of the cave. Okay, so he's saying, this is like us. Um, and then Glaucon says, "True." Well, okay, I, I, I but I was saying. So he's saying, "Well, this is this is the same thing that we're doing. We're sure. only seeing shadows. How could they see anything but the shadows if they were never allowed to move their heads? And the objects which are being carried in like manner, they would only see the shadows. If they were able to converse with one another, would they not suppose that they would be naming?" Or they were naming what was actually before them. Yeah. So now, I mean, naturally, I would I would agree. Like, yeah, if they can talk to each other, then over time they'd be like, "That's a hey man, here comes a, yeah, here comes a lady." I can tell. Yeah, you know, or I mean, what their their reality is, those shadows are their what they think is their. You're reality. right. So it's not even I can tell. It's just like there's a lady, there's a man. Yeah. They're, that and one, then all of a sudden they're like carrying a like, child. hey, I'm catching on to this. Yeah. You know, like. Because that's all they know. That's and that's basically probably how um, I'm figuring this thing out. Yeah, and that's probably how uh, a, a child figures things out too. You know, when you see mom and dad enough times, mm-hmm. and you give me coming used hey, to it. mom. You know, the you know, first that's usually the first word, mom exactly. or dad. And so that's so that's, the same way. Yeah, yeah. So they're and that, so they think that they're like actually getting knowledge because the, they're figuring out what these shadows are, but then not realizing that those shadows are actually things behind them that are real. True. And all they're seeing is shadows. So they have no idea what a shadow is. They just know what, what they see. Yeah. Um, and then it says, and suppose further that the prison had an echo which came from the other side. Would they would they not be sure to fancy when one of the passers-by spoke that voice which they heard coming from the passing shadow. So they recognize them like, oh, I hear that one dude. Yeah. You know, or if they're pushing a cart, they can hear like, oh, I hear a cart. Yeah. You know, so it's got an echo to where, so this is like, it doesn't seem like it's coming from behind him. It's actually. Sure. Oh yeah. Good point. That's you why, know, that's why like, I mentioned echo. It's got yeah. that. Yeah. That like the curvature of it, whatever is making it. <laughs> He's really going into yeah, this. Perfect like, analogy. Okay. Here. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So this isn't just somebody coming up with this analogy off the top of their head. This is Plato saying, okay, you know, here's, I I mean, he sat around for a while and was writing this out. Making sure it worked out. Yeah. Um, And then he says, now look again and see what will naturally follow if the prisoners are released. And Oh, wait. uh, Did I skip a part? Well, he said, he says... uh, you know the passers by the uh, the thing. Um, oh yeah, you're right. Okay. And then he's like, "To them, the truth would be literally nothing but the shadows of the images." Yeah, that's what they're seeing. Yeah, they're not shadows. Those are the. That's the truth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because they don't, they don't know any different. Yeah, and even if the fly, if the fire flickered or dimmed, and the shadows dimmed, that's just a part of reality. Yeah. So. Um, 
of course, Glacon is continuing. He continually agrees almost everywhere he does, except for a few places. He'll, he'll give a little pushback, kind of. Yeah. But. And then it says, now look again to see what will naturally follow if the prisoners are released. And um, disabused, disabused of their error. Yeah. At first, when any of them is liberated and compelled suddenly to stand up and turn his neck around and walk and look towards the light, he will suffer sharp pains. The glare will distress him, and he will be unable to see the realities of which and which in his former state he had seen the shadows, and then conceive someone saying to him that what he saw before was an illusion, but that now he is approaching nearer to to being and his eye is turned toward more real existence he has a clear vision what will be his reply and you may further imagine that his instructor is pointing to the objects as they pass and requiring him to name them will he not be perplexed yeah will he not fancy that the shadows which he formerly saw are truer than the objects which are now shown to him yeah so he also he sees like a like a wooden image of a goat or something, yeah. you know, I don't know, or a cock, a chicken. There we go. That works. Or an eagle. <laughs> but anyway, so, and all of a sudden he's like seeing all this other, he's not just seeing a shadow. He's seeing like colors and feathers and all that, you know, and it's not stretched out like a shadow would be or whatever. And he's like, I don't know, it kind of resembles this and, you know, he's not able to recognize. I'm trying to, like, first off, one of the problems is that he's been looking at shadows projected onto a wall. And the first thing, he's he, if he turns around, he can't look directly even at the firelight. Yeah, it's too much of a shock. it's so bright. Yeah, yeah. It's too, what's the word they used? Painful? Um, yeah, sh- suffer sharp pains. Sharp, sharp pains, yeah. The glare would distress him. And he will be unable to see the realities um, because before he only saw shadows. And then also there's some guy going, oh, this is this and that's that, you know. Yep. And or making him name it. And he's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Because he's just used to shadows and he, he'll be thinking um, that the shadows are more re- real than the, the objects that are being shown him. So, I'm trying to think how to... And then... um, In in, uh, book six, he talks about um, kind of like the, the... There's like two divisions of the mind. There's like the visible mind and the intelligible. Mm Mm-hmm. Trying to think where he says about kind of explains shadows. Um, where is it? Where he says, oh, "Okay, he goes." Uh, so the fir- your the first part that the shadow part um, consists of images, and by images I mean in the first place shadows. So. Um, and then in the second place, you're kind of seeing reflections in water and solid, smooth, and polished bodies. Um, I don't even know. Oh. 
you know, where, where you're seeing actual real images instead of just shadows. So there's like, I mean, he's saying that there's two divisions of, yeah, of knowledge of, of, uh, what was that? What did I say? Of, uh, there's the, anal- the visible. Yeah. That's uh, kind of go, that kind of relates to his, um, his, uh, description of his way of defining different ways of knowledge we achieve in life right yeah actually maybe if we look this one kind of does it a little the different the uh, visible sensuous world is the the world of the cave yeah so the first thing is perception of images like illusion like your shadows Mm -hmm. and then the second in the visible, sensual, sensuous world is psychic, psychic groping. Um, yeah, I love that term, psychic groping. Okay, anyway. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get it out. <laughs> if I'm clarifying or making it more. He has like a, he ha- Plato has an understanding of different types of uh, visibility, right? Yeah. So he's saying... Most of we're all sitting in this cave, you know, and seeing just shadows, basically. Yeah. And then the first thing beyond that is being able to it turn around, you know, and actually see. Yeah. Oh wait, these shadows I'm seeing are actual things that are being projected by a fire, right? Yeah. And so there's a a reality beyond just the 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 rea- the things I thought were reality, but it's going to be hard to even get past the initial thing. Yeah, it's 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 about it's kind of a con- the concept of there's what we see is just kind of like the the um the product of something more real behind it. Yeah, but we only and we- that's still not even total reality. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so it's just uh, tough, tough life, man. So he's saying, okay, but imagine all of a sudden this dude, somebody helps him. Yeah. You know, like maybe you read something and all of a sudden, oh, it kind of makes you think, thinking a little bit more, you know, a little deeper. And you're turning around, and you're just like still, you still have, you know, you. It's hard to even get your mind away from what you thought was reality. Yeah, everything else, everything you see after you turn your head for the first time, everything you see is first of all, he Plato doesn't word it like this, but in my mind, everything you see is just crazy, and like, um, like unreal. Yeah, because you're used to seeing things in one color or one you know a shadow of uh, but yeah all of a sudden you turn around and like what wait th- it's not just a shadow it's like i mean say even a human being the yeah. the shadow of yourself was projected on a wall but it didn't have yeah the color all the, complexion you know like the detail yeah you could you could make out a, that there was a nose when they would turn to the side but all of a sudden you see the nose and it's got like holes in it it's like oh nostrils yeah, yeah. and stuff and and then hairs you know, yeah, like this, those are different colors and things. Yeah, 
And so the only thing, so basically, yeah, it would just be a, a, a so much of a rush and so much of like a, this is out of this world. Yeah, you just... that it and our more our more like primitive instincts would kind of want to turn the other way. Yeah, it's like it's way easier just to look at the the yeah. wall. Yeah, and it would be scary, you know. Like we wouldn't know to how to do. We wouldn't like. I don't. It would be just too much, and it'd be scary. Not not yeah. would it not only would it be crazy, but it well, would be you wouldn't scary. Even, like I don't even understand what I'm seeing. Yeah. How do people get into that state? That's the big question. And it, he kind of talks about that in chapter or book six. Let's do the um, the dragged upwards. So suppose once more that he is reluctantly dragged up a steep and rugged ascent and held fast until he is forced into the presence of the sun himself. Is he not likely to be pained and irritated? When he approaches the light, his eyes will be dazzled and he will not be able to see anything at all of what are now called realities. So, so he yeah. has like another concept of like just... It just too you can't even see it. You won't even see anything. Well, I was saying so. It was hard enough for them to turn around and be able to without hurting their eyes hurting to see it. Look into the fire. Yeah. But all of a sudden, imagine taking him through the further into the cave or out of the out of the cave, out of yeah. the caves, and right in the middle of broad daylight would just blind him. I mean, you know, because the difference between a light bulb. You know, and all of a sudden, um, you know, and then, but or you know, so a, a 40, 40 watts to whatever, yeah. <laughs> however many watts the the sun has, you know, it's like you you walk outside, and all of a sudden, you, your eyes take a while to adjust. Yeah, like whenever you walk out of a movie yeah. theater or something. That's why that's why pirates wore eye patches. Remember, you don't take half. They only take half the. Uh... Is that from a? Um... <laughs> that was I had heard that somewhere, and we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Yeah, <laughs> this whole idea that one eye they would just lift up the when they'd go in the dark because that eye would be accustomed to seeing in the dark. It's like it's our, this is my this is my under the deck eye, mm-hmm. my night eye. <laughs> so so all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, imagine being. Like dragged, I like how he drags yeah. him out of the freaking cave. Yeah, kicking and screaming, you know, up this rugged ascent and thrown into the sun itself. And he's like, imagine that. Like all of a sudden, he's like, ah, like you know. First off, he can see it himself and see all grass because all of a sudden it's not just a cave, you know, with just rocks. Yeah, it's totally- all of a sudden you got colors galore. Yeah, everything. It's way too much. And so that would be too much. And he says, he'll be required to grow accustomed to the sight of the upper world. And first, he will see shadows best. Next, the reflections of men and other objects in water. Yep. And then the objects themselves. So then he will gaze upon the light of the moon and the stars and the spangled heaven. Mm-hmm. And he will see the sky and the stars by night better than the sun or the light. Oh, so it's like basically he's, he would go through phases of of how well he can see things until yeah. until the. It's not you can't just be thrown into the sun. Yeah, basically it'd be, be the best way to do it would be 
to get him coming up at night. Yeah, you sure, know, sure. and maybe not even a full moon, just a starry, nice starry night. You kind of make out, you know, you you can see like a little bright lights sure. and stuff, and and then also you're kind of seeing, you know, and then maybe eventually, you know, bring him out on a where the moon's getting half full or something, and then all of a sudden you can see shadows and stuff, but he's been able to adjust. Little by little, you can't just be thrown into the the total truth. So the so the first so that point is that you would have to uh, you would have to grow accustomed to it. Yeah. Um, not you know gradually, gradually grow accustomed to it, and that it would require it it, it would require time. Yeah. And if you didn't do that, then it would be just total overload. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, oh, you're even like looking at things, uh, objects reflected in water and stuff. And, you know, that's so. a good, I like that. I like that subtle, uh, concept there that it, it's that it does to see things for what they are is not, you would have to gradually. And spend time doing it. Well, remember in the Matrix, where all of a sudden mm-hmm. he takes the pill, yeah, the red pill, and, and then he's, uh, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, and this is like this is the scary part of the show is he all of a sudden he wakes up and he's in this pod pod with all this yeah. crap stuck down his throat and this he's hooked up. He's like ah, oh, and he's like. Too much like, to handle. I mean, and all of a sudden he gets washed down the thing. All of a sudden those things... Yeah, he gets flushed. Yeah, also, and then that big... Yeah, the big electronic thing flies down and, like, grabs him and... Yeah, they know where he's going to get... They know where, like, the um, the disposal tank is. Yeah, like, okay, well, this one's they grab flush him. him out. But he's too... Like, he did, he's had too much happening. And yeah. He's too much of a rush. He just... He, he went goes from, out. He went from his reality... I mean, his real reality, or what he thought is his reality. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's bald. He's all pale. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't moved. He's atrophied. Yeah. You know, because he's just been sitting there. And this his is... His entire life, yeah. His entire life, looking at the wall of the cave, looking at the shadows. Yeah, good good point. I They're mean, good. that's probably... I'm, I'm sure that's where they got the idea of the whole Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it is. But it's the, the scariest part, though, too. It is. Because it's so traumatizing. And then often the guy's like, I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Why didn't on. I take the blue pill? <laughs> he did a voice for him, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that's the funniest part, because I think that, too. I'm like, dude, the world they went into, like, the other one seems so much, you know, even though you had the, the different... Uh, you know, is being manipulated and yeah. everything, and yeah, there. But it just seemed like the world that he went into was so tough. Yeah, and that's the question: is um, once you once you see, can you go back? You know, I think that he, they kind of play that's around what that, with that one idea. Guy wanted to do too. Yeah, he wanted to. He made a He's deal like, to go back. But I want to be famous, not too famous. He's like, you know, he's eating the steak and yeah. stuff. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't seen The Matrix, 
You need to. At least the first one. Yeah, don't worry about the other one. Serious. I, I recently watched the whole... I've never seen the second and third. I heard that they were bad, and I that was, just, it was enough for it me. Just, yeah, it's an, I think it's enough for the first one. Yeah. I think that's where the bulk... That's where the concept really matters, too. Mm-hmm. So, anyways... That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good um, way to understand a little bit of that shock, right? Yeah, it's like, dude, this is, and then, yeah. So, ne or not? There's Neo. Who's the other guy? Morpheus. Morpheus is yeah. trying to explain to him, dude. Yeah. But remember, he's like. Just know when she when she take one of it, and it's like, if he would have known what was going to happen, would Good would point. you would he have actually taken it? Yeah, if you could have that knowledge, yeah, beforehand, if you had a knowledge, I don't of what think it would you be. would, because it would be. It's no, like they started eating. They were eating the next when he woke up after after the time that he was out. That he when he woke up and was repaired a little bit, you know, he um they were eating like mush. Yeah. And like, um, like this is reality, and it's yeah. like, gosh dang. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean I don't mean to dissuade anybody from from that, but I'm just saying that analogy is just like really good. Okay, so last of all, he will be able to see the sun and not mere reflections of him in the water, but he will see him in his own proper place and not in another. And he will contemplate him as he is actually seeing reality as reality really is. Where's that? Which, where, where's that at? Oh, right after the, um, I don't know how you're saying. Yeah, I'll find some, it. Some by day. and then Oh the yeah. Next got one. it. One of, one of the things I was thinking about as I was reading through this earlier is I think about the, um, like different occasions in like stories or maybe even somewhat pseudo history, religious histories, you know, different, different creation stories, all these kind of things mm-hmm. with, when you get like this character, let's take Moses, for example, and Moses goes up into the mountain. Yeah. And he's gone for like a long time. Yeah. He's not gone for like, he didn't have like a 20 minute meeting with God and come back and he understood things. Like he was gone for a while, according to the story, right? Mm-hmm. So long that they had time to start doing. They had they had times that the time to start building idols and stuff down at, at the mountain, mm-hmm. at the base of the mountain. Would they make their idol of calf? Exact a bull, exactly golden bull. Yeah, I wonder if it was the same. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to go there. I always think of the story of the of um, Gilgamesh and how he what what he what of the bulls he threw at a. Um, oh yeah, what's her name? Slapped her across the face with the <laughs> the bull. Yeah, the, the bull's like leg, or the something. thigh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of the bull. But um, I I love that part of that story when I told my kids that story. They would have laughed too hard. It would have detracted from the story. Well, but all, in the story, it just says his thigh. The yeah, thigh. No, I, so I, it's I, not... I, I kept that like what I what the yeah. yeah. Anyways, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, and then Moses. So when the at least like in the in the in the vis in the visual. Uh, representation of the moses story and then when he comes down from the mountain you know his hair's all blasted back and he just, uh, oh <laughs> on yeah on uh, the movie the ten commandments yeah, yeah, yeah. he's all like hey he's like <laughs> christopher what's his name the uh, guy I'm trying to think from uh back to the future oh christopher lloyd 
hey, yeah. I've, yeah. I've brought Ten Commandments. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was envisioning, like him coming down. He just like totally just like he was just with God. Yeah, yeah. He spent some time, and it wasn't like it was like him being like thrown through like a. But the thing is, it took, it took time though, so it wasn't like God is like here's a son. Yeah, you know. Um, well, of course, we don't know what happened. Well, but. think about the okay. First, he saw the burning bush. Yeah. Right. Once again, you got this fire representation there. You know, light the light. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, and but so, I, but okay. So all of a sudden, Moses is coming down from from being up with yeah. the sun. Let's exactly. just call, say that. Thank you. You know, and all of a sudden, he's coming down, and he sees. With the Israelites doing what they do, yeah, exactly. They're, they're coming. They just came out of Egypt and they're having a festival, yeah. And and so he, they're living in the shadows, you know, yeah. And he's like, he can't even comprehend it. His eyes cannot have not adjusted back. Yeah, he can't. And so he's just like, and then all of a sudden, people get killed. He he melts down the calf, makes them drink it, like you yeah. know all this stuff. So like yeah exactly so he is, and that's the that's the part of the story that like and then if you were to go back you know and first of all no one would see it way, the way you knew it and then they there would even be hostile hostile hostility yeah if you tried to explain it yeah and um, yeah that's where he goes but yeah so 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 yeah there becomes like a. a if you go back down into the cave, your eyes are going to have to adjust again. So let's go to that. Um, yeah. So the first thing is, oh, remember, yeah, 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 remember his old habitation and the whiz, wisdom of the den, and his fellow prisoners. Do you not suppose that he would felicit, felicit, congratulate, congratulate? I oh, I didn't know it. felicitate, but it's to offer congratulations. To to delight, to make happy. Okay, so he would like um, be like, yes, I did it. Here's what you know, be he's all happy and stuff, but he would pity them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's certainly, he certainly would. he would. Yeah, thanks, Glacon. And if they were in the habit of conferring honors among themselves on those who were the quickest to observe the passing shadows and to remark which of them went before, and which followed after, and which were together, and who were therefore able to draw conclusions as to the future, do you think that he would care for such honors and glories or envy the pros- the possessors of them? Right? That, before yeah. we quote Homer. Well, we don't have to. We don't have to, but before, basically, yeah. So like, so if he sees the continual like, oh yeah, and they're seeing things the way that they used to see it. Yeah. He would no longer he be like... He goes back down to the cave and all of a sudden... That's not what... That's not, their, that's not what's happening. Yeah, it's know? like... He's like, first off, you... Don't even realize there's people behind you that are making those shadows happen. Yeah. But then you're like, okay, all right, uh, here come. Oh, I think I know what this is. You know, like they're all like, yeah, you yeah. got it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and but the the awesome this guy is coming down from the actual sunlight, and he's like, dude, what the heck, are you idiots doing? It's so funny. Yeah, and he would have pity. That's what that's the yeah. word that was used in the translation. He would have pity. Because he realizes He's I like, used oh, to be shit. there too. Yeah, I was I was seeing that same way. Yeah, imagine seeing it, you're like, I 
was like that. I can't yeah. believe I ever believed this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, but you're seeing your friends like, congrats. Oh, dude, good job. I can't believe you saw that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you saw the shadow. What a life, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, what the heck? And, uh, oh, so they would, uh, he would endure anything yeah. rather than think as they do and live after that manner yeah. anymore. That's profound. Now that he's that's been prof- up. That's a profound thing that's real. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's, we all have different, we all have different instances of the cave and the light in our life. Right. Where like we see something different one day and we finally like, Oh my gosh, I used to see that differently. Yeah. And, and I, I totally resonate with that, you know, I would rather I I wouldn't I can't go back to that like, yeah way of thinking it's like yeah I can't believe that people think like that and you're just like well, but I did too yeah and so and because sometimes of that, it's hard though but a lot of a lot of times people get very antagonistic towards people that are on that are where they used to be too exactly it's true exactly um unfortunately and you also get a lot of um. Like your per- the perception of you becomes different. Well, yeah, because then all of a sudden the people that are seeing the shadows, and all of a sudden you come and sit back down beside them, they're like, "Did you, did you see that? Sh- oh no, you know that's not real." And what? No, that's that's reality. They're like, "Dude, this guy, yeah, he thinks he knows so much. Exactly, he's talking about this crazy stuff about oh, there's people, you know, up there's an actual sun and." And he then, thinks he sees something that we haven't seen. Yeah, he thinks he's better than us. Yeah, exactly. Kind of stuff. So, uh, and then of course Glaucon uh, agrees, and he says, "Imagine once more." Socrates says this: such a one coming suddenly out of the sun to be replaced in his old situation. This is what we were talking yeah. about. Would he not be certain to have his eyes full of darkness? Like, trying to adjust to that light? And Glaucon says, yeah, for sure. Okay, and then you can... And if there were a contest, and he had to compete in measuring the shadows with the prisoners (laughs) who had never moved out of the den while his sight was still weak, and before his eyes had become steady... And, and the time which would be needed to acquire the new habit of sight might be very considerable. Would he not would he not be ridiculous? Men would say of him that he that that men would say of him that up he went and down and came without his eyes, and that it was the better not to think of ascending. Yeah. And if anyone tried to lose another and lead him up to the light, let them only catch the offender and they would put him to death. Yeah. Like, okay, don't let, let's not let this happen to us anymore. This is because this guy came back crazy. Well, I mean, but, and and think about, so yeah, it's like, first off, they would, they're, what what is it? They're, they're, his eyes coming back into the cave. So suddenly he had, he's coming out of the brightness of the day of the noonday sun back into the cave. And he, you know, it's like, He's trying to look and stuff, and all of a sudden, they're like, "Look, the shadow!" And all of a sudden, what? I, I can't. You know, his eyes are still adjusting. Yeah, like, he's like, "You can see a shadow from that." Yeah. Like, what? I didn't. I didn't. And they're like, "Dude, this guy, you know, came up. He he comes in here and he can't even see what we're 
seeing, you know. He's lost it. Yeah, he's lost it. He, they would say that he can't, he went, they would say of him that up he went and down he came without his eye. He lost his sight. He actually doesn't even know what reality is anymore. And that same pity that he had for them, they would have for him. Like, oh, poor guy. This idiot. Yeah, he's lost it. And then they would say, <clears throat> basically, uh, it was better not to even think of going up. Don't, you know, they would basically warn anybody. Don't even think about turning around. This is reality. Yeah. The science, this is, this is science. This is, you know, this is every, yeah. this is the way it is. This is our reality. If and someone, if you think outside of this, yeah. you know, not only will we, you know, be upset, but we will do everything we can to, to dissuade you. you and destroy you. Yeah. And thinking about, you got to remember that this is Plato writing, mm-hmm. but he put Socrates. So this is a foreshadowing, even yeah. though it had already happened Yeah, where he put, but he had put into the thing that, um, that they would put him to death, put those people that had gone up to light to yeah. death like they did they won't socrates let them survive yeah you know exactly and like many actually like many i'm sure that there was prophets yeah in the bible yeah i and mean all through like jesus there was earlier greek thinkers too that you know there was uh there was other there was greek philosophers before socrates yeah it you know, was like, a super it was a popular popular saying that a philosopher and actually um is not accepted in his own state. Yeah, yeah. Um, gosh dang, where is that? I should have... Um, but you, you also... It says that in the Bible, too. A prophet is not accepted in its own... Yep. It's somewhere in here. Anyway. So it's just interesting to see philosopher or prophet, you know, interchangeable. Yeah, sure. They're basically somebody that... philosophers have no honor in their cities. You know, in the city they they come from. What is that one? A prophet is not accepted. I know which one you're talking about. I don't know what the wording of it. Yeah, I'm going to try to find it. But keep going. Um, you're like I don't know where. She's like, where were they going? I don't know. Oh, we were talking about people uh, putting them to death. So I'm oh. saying that you know that that had already happened. So this, you know, part of part of this, the Republic as a rebuke to the current government. That's right. Is like sticking the knife in. They, you know, what they hate it so much, and they're looking at shadows that they they and they hate people that see the truth so much that they'll even put them to death. Yeah. So it's even a bigger rebuke, which has been, which has been historically proven. Yeah. I mean, well, think about like people who kind of go against the grain, you know, different, uh, civil rights leaders or whatever. And, you know, they end up dead. (laughs) Yeah. So, Especially if they go off of where they're supposed to, you know, kind of go anti-war or whatever. There's that story. I don't know if if I there's that there's that um story. I don't know who the actual. I can't think of who the story comes from. But there's that. Have you heard that monkey on the pole story? 
No. So there was a monk. There was this. Um, uh, the, the this is something. Do you, do you know who um, Dave Ramsey is? Yeah. The he's like a financial guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He quoted this. So I'm not. It's not Dave Ramsey is the one who told the story. He was quoting it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. But there's this. There was like so. There basically there was like this um, study. They were they were studying monkeys, and they had a bunch of monkeys in a room. And in the middle of the room, they had a pole. And on the top of the pole, they would put some bananas up there. And the experiment was whenever a monkey would climb the pole and get close to the bananas, they would have the the uh, research or the science, you know, the the people in the in the experiment would take like a hose and shoot the monkey off the pole. Like a fire hose type of thing or a water hose. Dude, this is animal cruelty. Right? So the monkeys couldn't get to the top. And every time they try and get to the top of the pole to get the, the bananas, they would get like you know, water blasted off the pole and fall down and so they couldn't get on the top. Okay. Well, they did that and they did that through several batches of monkeys, right? Well, eventually, when, eventually they, they got to the point where all the monkeys were rotated out and they all had like kind of socially trained each other. They all knew not to go up the pole. Oh, okay. Right? Well. This is so mean. Exactly. So, what then? What they did was they took they removed the whole water hose from the from the room, and they brought in some un some monkeys that had not been part of the experiment yet. And the first thing the monkeys wanted to do was like, oh, there's bananas on the top of the pole, and so the monkey would try and climb the pole mm-hmm. and get to the top. But the other monkeys would pull the monkey. The other monkeys, like, no, dude, you, you're got, get... you can't go up there. Yeah, and this became to the point where. Monkeys, monkeys that had never even seen the 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 water hose um, act, the water hose um, practice, right? Yeah. Monkeys that were never even part of that first experiment were still pulling other monkeys off the pole. They had no idea why they were doing it, but they just knew that that's not we don't go up there. Yeah, they learned through. Through something that happened long time ago, yeah, they'd and then they kept on training everybody, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, that's that's what's part of the thing. Um, uh, well, the the actually that goes with uh, the, they were saying, uh, what keeps philosophers from growing and becoming philosophers yeah and uh in in book six yeah it says uh you know they're like a plant uh they have need of proper nurture and must necessarily grow and mature into virtue and if sown and planted in alien soil becomes most noxious of all weeds yeah anyway but and he said and he he says do you really think as people so often say that our youth are corrupted by sophists or that private teachers are, of the art corrupt them in any degree worth speaking of, and because that and this is again where Socrates or Plato's defending Socrates. He's like, do you really think it's the the sophists or the uh, philosophers that are corrupting the youth? And he goes on. He says, are not the public who say these things the greatest of all sophists? And do they not educate to perfection old and young and men and women alike and fashion them after their own hearts? He's like, it's not the philosophers, you know, that are trying to, 
you know, that have all this, you know, it's actually the public that are the worst. Yeah. That teach. And then, uh, and then he's like, well, when's, uh, Glaucon's like, well, when's this happen? Are you, are you where I'm at? I'm sure I would. I thought I was, but I missed it. Go Dang ahead. it. I know. I, um, well, I don't, he says, well, when they meet together and the world sits down at an assembly or in a court of law or a theater or a camp or in any other popular resort, and there is a great uproar, roar, and they praise some things which are being said or done, and they blame other things, equally exaggerating both, um, shouting, clapping their hands. And stuff, and he he's like, it's the it's the public that trains them and and exaggerates things, you know, yeah, exactly. like an exaggerated sh- shadows on the wall. Yeah, yeah, and that's why the analogy, the shadow, kind of like it's a distorted figure. So, uh, will any private training enable him to stand firm against the overwhelming flood of popular opinion, um, or will he be carried away by the stream? Will he not have the notions of good and evil which the public in general have? He will do as they do, and as they are, such will he be. See? Yeah, so. that's right. I think, um, and I don't know if it mentioned, I forget if it mentioned it in 6 or if it mentions it later on in 7, but there's also, I might mention it after that part. What? The whole discussion on, oh, like, no, it would have to be in seven. Well, actually. he say he goes on to say not only the public, but also he. I like how he says this: the gentle force of attainder or confiscation or death. Yeah. Which, as you are aware, these new sophists and educators who are the public apply when their words are powerless. Yeah. So not only do they have, you know, the the they they program you. But also they'll they'll take it so far that they will imprison you, take away everything you have, you know, totally uh, soil your name or kill you if they have to, if you're not doing what they want you to. Those monkeys. freaking monkeys, dude, yeah. get off the pole! I just want a banana, man. Hmm. So there's a part you can tell me if I, if we have it still ahead of us in seven, but there's a part where we taught where kind of like the concept of, and somebody who's never seen the sun can be like taught about it. Oh yeah, but yeah. They won't. Is that later on in seven? That's that's uh, or um, the light. If you haven't seen the light, but if you're aware of it, it's it's not the same thing. He he says, yeah, you. So you're saying, oh no, that's in seven. Um, where he goes there's there's philosophers who believe that they can actually um let's see where that is um oh here it is but then if i am right certain professors of education must be wrong when they say that they can put a knowledge into the soul which was not there before like sight into blind eyes is that what you're talking yeah, about yeah exactly Okay, well let's let's kind of okay. Well, let's not let's Yeah, we'll get let's, there. We're almost there. Okay, so anyway, so we were we just had the part where we we're talking about people the public is the one that is actually the big, you know, the peer pressure 
you know, you got everybody agreeing, like, look, the shadow and oh, the, sh- the shadows go that, you know, kind of picking up, looking for patterns and stuff when not realizing that they even know what they're talking about um, that they and that that like it says here that they're praising some things, blaming others, but they're exaggerating everything. Yeah. You know, it's just like politics or whatever. Like you look at politics and it's just, it's always exaggeration. There's nobody out there having a real debate. It's always, um, you know, like, like a dialectic like this. Sure. To where, Hey, let's reason together. No, it's not that it's, 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 it's all, exagger- it's all every side's embellished. Every side's. Yeah. Yeah. What's that word? Uh, I can't think of it anyway. So anyway, so. He's saying, um, where was it? Oh, yeah, that they don't. Oh, wait. Where are we, Brandon? Um, oh, the men saying that they would put him to death. Yeah. You know, that the, the coming down, it, it was better for him to have not gone up because he can't even see, you know, and he's talking about stuff that we've never heard of. So, okay, so now he explains what the whole entire analogy is. Yeah, the entire allegory. Allegory, yeah, okay. go ahead. The, this entire allegory, I said, you may now append, dear Glacon, to the previous argument. The prison house is the world of sight. The light of the fire is the sun, and you will not misapprehend me if you interpret the journey upwards to be the ascent of the soul into the intellectual world, according to my poor belief, which at your desire I have expressed, whether rightly or wrongly, God knows. But whether true or false, my opinion is that the world of knowledge, the idea of good, appears last of all, and is seen only with an effort, and when seen, is also inferred to be the universal author of all things beautiful and right, parent of light and the lord of light in the visible world and the immediate source of reason and truth in the intellectual, and that this is the power upon which he would act rationally, either in public or private life, must have his eye fixed. That was a mouthful. But yeah, so that, in short, really, like, the, the light is the, the fire is the sun, right? Mm-hmm. The prison house is the world's fire is the sun. And, he, and then he says, and if you, if you would... If you, so the prison house is the world of sight, and yeah. that's where we live. Yeah, that's where we're all, all science, all our current science, you know, the best, the best thinking and everything is all based on the world of sight. Yeah, it's all even, even like in even science, which everybody today does adore, like everybody calls like the highest form of intelligence, and it's the highest that we, you know, to the natural world, I guess. Yeah, um, is nothing more than just like making estimates on reflections and um yeah things that are happening yeah not things uh, not as they are actually are but as you as you record them and because it's all based on you know evidence-based whatever it's all um it's all it's all it's all perception yeah and um yeah well anyway so i mean not to not to be like He's just saying there's something above that. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. that's what we're getting, and that's to. what leaving it's the not, cave. We're not that's saying what, that's oh, what leaving the cave is. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah the 
the journey upwards to be the ascent of the soul into the intellectual world. Okay. Um, and that is where the world of knowledge in the world of knowledge, the idea of good appears last of all. That's the very last thing. Good is like the ultimate. Um, and this is the power. Uh, this is where every, what everybody should be working towards or have their eye fixed on or towards. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. In theory, right? Yeah. Um, everybody should be seeking to, to leave the cave. But there's that's the problem that we'd already discussed. Cave's so nice. It's warm. So nice. It's so like comfortable and normal. Yeah. So he's he's just saying it. There's something higher than all that stuff. Okay. So. Um. Let's see. And the, the, uh, next he says, when he passes from divine contemplations to the evil state of man, while his eyes are blinking and before he has become accustomed to the surrounding darkness, he is compelled to fight in courts of law. Again, he's going kind of back to the whole yeah. struggle of Socrates. Yeah. Saying he's, 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 they're making him wrestle like in the world of shadows that doesn't even matter to him. Exactly. That's a good you way know? to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, um, he's compelled to fight in courts of law and other places about the images or the shadows of images of justice, you know, not even, and is endeavoring to meet the conceptions of those who have never yet seen even absolute justice. So, so like these philosophers are coming back and then all of a sudden, they're they're having to defend themselves to people that don't even know what real justice is, <laughs> and so they're talk. That's why that's why nothing nothing is resolved or can be resolved. Yeah, it's like, dude, you don't even you can't even see, and I'm having to play according to the shadows shadow yeah. world's laws, which are just dumb, you know, that's right. which are 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 you know, that's right. So it's almost like, and I, and this is mentioned. The whole effort is mentioned, but. It's almost like why even try? But yeah, but yeah, that's not that's not how he takes it. But you know, that was my end. Well, like, why even try? If you ever read Socrates' thing, I was when it, his court case, he's all like, "Dude, you know, you guys are accusing me of corrupting the kids and stuff." He's like, "You know what? You should be buying me. You know, you should be give give me a stipend." you know, be paying me. I'm teaching, you know, for teaching your kids and, and stuff. He's just, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. But, oh, okay. So the one to the, the, anyone who common yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. anyone who has common sense will remember that the bewilderments of the eyes are of two kinds and arise from two causes, either from coming out of the light or from going into the light. Yeah. Which is true of the mind's eye, quite as much as of the bodily eye. And he who remembers this when he sees anyone whose vision is perplexed and weak will not be too ready to laugh. He will first ask whether that soul of man has come out of the brighter light and is unable to see because unaccustomed to the dark, or 
having turned from darkness to the day, is dazzled by excess of light. And he will count the one happy in his condition and state of being, and he will pity the other. Or, if he have a mind to laugh at the soul which comes from below into the light, there will be more reason in this than in the laugh which greets him, who returns from above out of the light into the den. So, yeah, the... I guess he's talking about like I don't think you should laugh at any of them, but you basically, yeah, I think get what his point is is if if you are seeing someone blinded because they are they are coming back into the darkness, right? Yeah, retreating in the way probably is I think is what you're referring to. Um, that's that's more laughable than the laughableness right of coming out of the darkness. yeah actually coming so whichever which is the light that is blinding man you know are you being blinded because you're coming out of the light or coming into the light yeah being or are you going back down into the cave yeah exactly. giving up yeah so and that's where the um he says, but then if I am right, certain professors of education must be wrong when they say that they can put a knowledge into the soul, which was not no. there before, like the go. sight into blind eyes. That's where I got that from. And he says, this, our argument shows that the power and capacity of learning exists in the soul already. It's already in you. Like Jesus said, the kingdom of God's inside of you. Oh, yeah. And that just as the eye was unable to turn from darkness to light without the whole body, so too the instrument of knowledge can only be, only by the movement of the whole soul be turned from the world of becoming into that of being. And learn by degrees to endure the sight of being and of the brightest and the best of being, or in other words, of the good. So, but he's saying... That everybody has the capacity to, you know, it's it's within everybody. You can't, it's not something that can be forced on somebody, you know, but. Um, yeah. It, it, but all human beings have the capacity to come into the light, you know, out of the cave into the light, but it's a long journey. Yeah, he also says, and must there not be some some art which will affect conversion in the easiest and quickest manner, not implanting the faculty of sight for that exists already, but has been turned into the put, but but has been turned in the wrong direction and is looking away from the truth. Um, yeah, and, and whereas the other so-called virtues of the soul seem to akin by bodily bodily qualities. For even when they are not in originally innate, they can be implanted later by habit and exercise. Uh, the virtue of wisdom, more than anything else, contains a divine element which will always remain. Um, yeah. You know, you know what that reminds me of is the... Um, the uh, in the... I think it was in Paul Mandry's, the first of the Corpus Hermeticum text we went over, or maybe it was a different one. But the whole when he was telling, when he was talking to, no, 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 this was. Uh, anyways, the whole um, concept of of you're not of actually like leaving 
the body and how like because I think it was Tat he was telling like yeah I'm not really this you're not seeing me who you're not seeing oh yeah yeah uh, me yeah uh, you're not seeing I'm not who you think I am and he basically he can't really explain it to Tat other than like I've seen I've seen things that you can't see and um that kind of reminds me of the whole like trying to talk to someone about something that they haven't experienced yet. Yeah, he's like this isn't something that I can give you that I can just say and you'll get it. And that's what Tat wants. That's what Tat wanted. Like, well, help show me, I'll do it, you know. I was like, no, you have to like you have to do it. Um yeah, I got to find it. Maybe. Do you think you have your notes are adequate enough to find it quickly like that? Um, I can't even think of which one it was in. Maybe they are. Yeah, I don't even know which one it would be in, but um and Listen that, to this, listen to this. Go ahead. Yes, but the vision of the good is not like the ray of the sun. Which, because it's it, it it is fiery, dazzles the eyes with light and makes them shut. On the contrary, illuminates to the extent that one capable of receiving the influence of intellectual splendor can receive it. It probes more sharply, but it does no harm, and it is full of all immortality. Those able to drink somewhat more deeply of the vision often fall asleep, moving out of the body towards the sight most fair. Anyway. Yeah, it is so like yeah yeah the 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 first part you're reading right more. Well, I'm just saying like this is like so Greek. Yeah, <laughs> that we didn't know at the time yeah, exactly. when we were reading this stuff. You know, because we had I mean, not that we um, know anything about more much more about philosophy and stuff, but it's just so like the whole thing on the good. Uh, you know, Brandon, I don't have that. Yeah. I can't find it. I remember that, though, because then Tad's like, I, I'm seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, see, I told you. But, um, yeah, where is that? Where he's like, oh. um, what else do you have to say, Brandon? Um, I was just reading over that part that talks about uses the word uh, circumcision there, the circumcision of such natures in the days of their youth. Yeah, I think that I often I when we talk about this kind of stuff, I'm like, oh yeah. You know, you can't just like, you have to do it. You just can't talk. You just can't teach someone it. You have to like, they have to do it themselves. But it's, the question is, is uh, how do you, how do you know that you've seen the light? You know, <laughs> right? That's the question is how do you know in the, in this analogy, how do you know that you've left the cave and seen the light? Like, because, and how, and how many times you, I don't know how many times I've in my life I'm like, oh my gosh, I see things totally different now. I don't know how I saw them like that before. Yeah, and like that definitely wasn't just 
that that wasn't seeing the light most likely because years later I moved past it and now I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe I used to think of it this way yeah you know well it's well like you said though it's it's a progressive thing to another there's multiple yeah yeah there's thank you and there's multiple uh, caves and lights well and it's not it's not just a one time thing you know it's sure. not like like Paul's conversion one event yeah you know where he's on the road to Emmaus or whatever and and like snap, he yeah. All of a sudden, he's like a he gets taught. He gets he gets visited and yeah. Right. And that's after that. That's it. But I mean, it's a gradual process, like you said. He's like you're not just going. You're not being first off. Just the the very act of turning around for away from the shadows into the fire light and seeing you know is is hard enough that's that's the one thing and then and then learning what what's going on behind you is a whole process in itself and then being able to come out of the cave you know the world of vision and up into the intellectual world and also seeing reality takes a whole process because you can't just look right at the sun you got to kind of maybe be gradually put out, you know, in, you know, with the starlight and reflections. And then eventually you can, you know, be, it's you, a process. You know, the, one of the hidden themes that I'm seeing here is uh balance. Like it's over and over balance is important because like, well, you can't, because the reason why is like, you can't just, you're, you're not going to, you're not, you're not going to, you're what is it you're gonna you're gonna fail if you stay in the cave but if you rush out of it too quickly you're gonna fall Mm -hmm. you know you're gonna be blind that way too Mm -hmm. like it has to be a a gradual and that's this is probably where philosophy comes in you know it has to be like a systematic like you take your time you 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 observe things and you you know what oh yeah yeah kind of they call they call philosophy in here actually in one of these either book six or seven call it philosophy is the gymnastics of the soul. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I read that, I read that too. And later on, and later on, and so before, I mean, but I'm saying gymnastics of, balance. Yeah, well, because and that's the thing is there's a there's a discussion earlier before chapter seven about how you know we need the philosophers need to be athletes, right? So there needs there's like a bodily requirement, like a physical requirement, but then like you're saying, there's also a a mental and phys and spiritual requirement as well. Yeah, the they're not they're not just all the, brain. Yeah, you know, and, like you you think of or whatever, they're they're they got balance, you know, and that actually the the whole the book the Republic, I th- I, I heard this somewhere. I don't know if it's totally true, but. Like the idea of like a a liberal arts degree, you know, education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from. Is this balance where you need people that music, music, yeah. That it, when we were growing up, physical education, music, mathematics, yeah, reading, you know, all that. Well, even it like, was, but it's a it's a balanced thing. You know, it's not. Yeah, even if you like read some of the more um, Eastern philosophies, like. Like a samurai or something had to be like trained in writing and music. Yeah, 
you know, I can't remember if it's like, or like, what is it? The, the book of the five rings. There's like a huge analogy of woodworking and carpentry and the whole thing. <laughs> and like all these leaders flock to this book and it's really about like n- nothing. I mean, it's really about like something very, um, an, 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 an analogy of like building a, sh- building like, I think it was a shelf or a door or something like that, you know, but like, um, but I think I was right before, I think that, um, in the next, there's, this, there's a section right here where he says, um, I don't know if this is what you were referencing, but he said, there is another thing which is likely or rather a necessary inf- inference from what has proceeded that neither the uneducated and uninformed of the truth, nor yet those who never make an end of their education will, will able to be ministers to the state. Like, so like, so the uneducated, either, either you're the uneducated or the overly educated are, um, you gotta be in the middle. Yeah. You gotta have that balance. Yeah. Yeah. These people that are always, they, they've never made an edge into their education. Yeah. Cause when do you, you make, you have to make an end to it so that you can go and contribute it back. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Anyway, well, there it is. I don't know if uh... yeah. From here, it really does. It really starts to leave the analogy and goes more into like, how do you build a proper philosopher and state and politician, right? Yeah. I believe. Dang man, where is that thing? I want to see that thing where. Yeah, I should not have re-referencing the um yeah yeah I should not have brought that up. I should have my notes better. I should have a better form of notes. Wow. We're gonna have to. Oh, here it is. Oh, do you find it? Duh. Right in front of your face, Mark. It was okay. What can I say, my child? I have nothing to tell except this: seeing within me an unfabricated vision that came from the mercy of God. I went out of myself into an immortal body, and now I am not what I was before. I have been born in mind. Okay. Yeah, he's left the cave. This thing cannot be taught, nor can it be seen through any elementary fabrication that we use here below. Any shadows. You can't see this in the shadows. Therefore, the initial form, even of my own constitution, is of no concern color touch or size i no longer have i am a stranger to them now you see me with your eyes my child but by gazing with bodily sight you do not understand what i am dude this is perfect yeah i am not seen with such eyes my child and then tat's like you have driven me quite mad father And you have deranged my heart. Now I do not see myself. Tat, like, what? Tat isn't as good as Glacon here. <laughs> yeah, he's not. <laughs> this is so funny. But at the end, finally, Tat gets it. Yeah, I liked um, his ref- Hermes' reference to, like, below. Like, the things you see below. Yeah. Isn't that what the word, what, what the word was? Um, yeah, the thing cannot be taught, nor can it be seen through any elementary fabrication that we use here below. Yeah, see. Clever. See, so he that ties it all together. 
Yeah. That's See, good. then Tat finally, my child, you have come to know the means of rebirth. And that's what, that's what, you know, that's how they use it in here is it's a rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. The arrival of the decade, decade sets in order the birth of mind. Um, anyway. So, yep, that's perfect. So come out of the the shadows, you know. I mean, what we're seeing, we see through a lens darkly. Like oh, that clever that thing in the. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying. That's where it all comes from. Yeah, like that Bible reference, like the lens darkly and stuff. It's like salt. Yeah, it's a uh, Greek. You know, and and I mean not just Greek because the you know this come this all comes from other cultures and stuff too. It's not like the Greekers are the only ones that ever came up with any kind of philosophy. But yeah, we only can we only can re- follow things back so far, and whether we follow them back to, they get the you got to be sure that okay, a religion that came out of Roman ruled area is going to have philosophies of the greeks pretty pretty well sure. known to it yeah yeah i mean even egypt you know was ruled by the greeks with, yeah under the, you have the alexandria you have the ptolemies you have the, you have the northern egypt the whole area is hellenized but the interesting thing is that the the whole thing about the republic is about making these philosopher kings you know, and making the perfect people yeah. to to rule and stuff, and that uh, Aristotle is one was a teacher of uh, Alexander the Great for four years. That's right. <laughs> and see how great of a king Alexander was. Yeah, you have a you have he a was few. he was a very. I mean, he he was con. You know, he was great in being all the conquer, but he was not a good ruler. He was no philosopher king. No, you have a few rulers that had uh, some philosopher. I'm sure they all had like a. I'm saying being taught philosophy doesn't mean anything. You have to enter the. You have to leave the cave. You can't just be told yeah. what's out of the cave. Yeah. So yeah. Very cla- Very 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 classic. So um, you got to be careful of people that talk to, talk the talk. Yeah. Too. Exactly. And that's like. That's, we read that in uh, the gospel. That was one of the that was one of the one of the gospel of Thomas sayings. Be be careful of those that say look here or look there or. Oh yeah. You know, the gospel is within, or yeah. something like that, or whatever the 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 kingdom is within, or whatever it said. Mm-hmm. Um, that was from the gospel of Thomas. We did that a while back. Yeah. Well, so that's good. The book's boring. Like the I started reading it from the beginning a few weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't. I haven't finished it. I in fact, I had, I, 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 I had, just listened to it. I had cause... to jump up and get back to. I had to jump up to six. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was like, oh, I better concentrate around the thing. And as you get more into it, we were talking um, later in book seven. It almost becomes like almost like a Buddhist kind of thing where it goes totally into mind, where you're going, yeah. you're eventually you get beyond the images. Yeah. Exactly, and going to pure reason. Yeah, it leaves the chapter seven leaves the gymnasium behind. You know, yeah, it's... and for a while at least. I think at the end they wrap, they wrap it back up, but um, 
if I recall correctly. But yeah, it was good. I um, I first actually was became familiar with this um analogy from the the book Cave in the Light that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So I have been waiting to actually read it myself, and it was pretty close to the what I was the way that the Cave in the Light the book. By oh, yeah. Arthur Herman described it as yeah. so. Um, so it was good to go through it again. But I think I think I picked up a few things from this that I didn't pick up from his description of what it meant. Almost like that's like a, in a, a meta kind of uh, example of this. Me me listening to somebody else tell me what the cave in the light was talking about was not actually as adequate as reading it myself. Well, because you have your own yeah interpretation too probably yeah so i mean arthur arthur herman's you know probably explaining it in from his understanding so all right well um hopefully this made sense i know we're uh kind of uh sometimes stumped you know for (laughs) different things but what are you gonna do that's what happens when you have too many books in front of you and um yeah but yeah, think about in your own life, you know, where you are and put, you know, you and uh, work on getting some more light in your life. Deep, Mark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we'll talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Why?